Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hey everyone, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast, and tonight I'm joined by Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And Kama? Hi, this is Kama, and you can find me at the hyphen real hyphen comma splice on Tumblr. You don't even know where you are, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> and we have Lot. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr. I never go there anymore, but sure, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have returning guest, Tina. Hi, I'm Tina, and you can find me on Cutie Pillar on Tumblr. Um, should we should we try to go there, or do you never go there? <laughs> <laughs> I go there sometimes. Yes. My old shit is pretty amazing. <laughs> so tonight we have a special episode devoted to um, maybe our fourth or fifth or sixth favorite character. I don't know. I feel like we, we, we haven't necessarily ranked them. But if you're wondering, <laughs> we're talking about Sir Heil Hunt. Um, and in our discussion of Sir Heil, it's quite likely that we will spoil the books in the show, and also a, tr- a standard trigger warning for um, potential rape discussion as well. I would say he's like our first, what, C-list, D-list character. <laughs> I mean, is yeah. it, do we like him more than, more or less than, like, I was like, well, is he better, more better than Pod, or, you know, is he in like that Davin Jenna category, or, you know, like, where's, mm-hmm. where does he really sit in? Well, um, me more than that. I think C list. I, th- I think don't don't kill me here, Guile. But he's above Davin and Jenna for me. No, I I mean I don't. We know him a lot better. So yeah, yeah. I don't, that's what I mean. Just exposure. Yeah. So he's I wanted to start. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna say he's a good comic relief, so I like him. Yeah. I wanted to just uh, start our discussion a little bit with you know some of the facts that we know about Heil. Um, just, you know, make sure we're all in the same field here. So we know that he's a knight in service to House Tarly. Um, we know that when Randall Tarly wanted to teach Sam to swim, he accomplished this by throwing Sam in a pond. And uh, Sam was drowning, and Heil actually rescued Sam, which kind of makes him the George Bailey of, of Westeros. Um, <laughs> which I which I really like. We I know, that, know who Heil, that is. So, um, it's a wonderful George life. Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life oh. saved his little brother oh. from drowning. And then his little brother went on to save an aircraft carrier from getting Full attacked by the Japanese. From, yeah. So, in essence, George saved all those men because he saved his brother. All right. Okay. Fresh topical <laughs> reference. Classic. Classic. I can't talk if you don't watch it. We know that Heil has at least one child. He has a daughter, and that he is not necessarily on good terms with um, his baby mama, given that last time they saw Hot each water. other. But he made an effort. He made an effort. There's a pause. Yeah. <laughs> Apologizing already. He made an effort. <laughs> he showed up. He showed up with a couple lottery tickets. <laughs> and then we have a we have a pretty decent description of what Heil looks like. Um, you know, he's called languid. He has a plain face, brown hair, hazel eyes, a cleft chin, a crooked nose, and a scar near his left ear. He's one head shorter than Brienne, so it's estimated that he's at about five feet eight inches. Um, said he has a full, rich laugh, and Brienne thinks that he has an honest face. Um, we know that you know Heil was part of the attempt, the bet to woo Brienne, and he brought her books, apples and carrots for her horses, silk plume for her helm. He talked to her about gossip, and he sparred with her. And so that's kind of like the background that we have on Heil. And I wanted to start like as shallow as possible about this. <laughs> Tell your role. Description. <laughs> I, I've read a lot like, why Why are all these fan casts making Heil hot? Heil's not hot. But reading that description, I'm kind of like, is Heil hot? It's kind Heil of like, ru- hot. He's like a rugged hot, maybe? Like a rugged you average, know, like a kind of classic guy. 
you know, I don't short. think hot has to be pretty. I think you can be, I mean, I don't think you have to be particularly handsome or beautiful to be hot. I mean, you can, and those two things do go together quite often, but I think you can have somebody who's not conventionally attractive, who still managed to be, is to be yeah. charismatic. I mean, I'm willing to believe he's more attractive than, you know, Brienne lets on because let's face it, her standards are pretty fucking high. <laughs> he's like one know. of those those dirty hot guys, you know, oh, he's just he, gonna yeah. put a little mud on his face and you're like, there he is. <laughs> I mean, to me, isn't he, you know, isn't he kind of like a slightly less hot 1970s Harrison Ford? Except shorter. They said he's about 5'8", I think he's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, and the cleft chin, which that yeah. just reminds me of Brady, and I just can't be into that. Of what? Reminds you of what? Who? Tom Brady. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> butt chin. Yeah, everybody hates he, play, he, he plays the football, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, he's, is he that horrible quarterback everybody hates? Yes. yes. Did you deflate a ball or something or some crap? Deflate. <laughs> deflate gate. gate. Yeah. I know that. God, I don't know enough about football. No, and I'm he likes Trump Tom or something, Brady. some crap, I think. That's him. And his wife is a Brazilian model who's kind of a bitch. And no, like, I do not think Hyle looks anything. I think Hyle looks way better than this guy. Well, so yeah. I'm a, a picture of this man chin. now. Yeah, the <laughs> chin is what, is what did it, and that was kind of like the... Because, I mean, brown hair, hazel eyes, you know, like medium mm. height. Harry Grant had a cleft chin. I mean... Hmm, no. Can we fan cast Hyle since we're kind yes, of on this role that, right that now? Is- Yes, that is actually, it's so funny. Like, I, I was like, are we going to have enough discussion to talk about Heil? And then I just started, hmm. like, writing down questions, and there's a lot. So one of the questions I have is, you know, what are your Heil fan casts? I don't have any, but I'm willing to make some up. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> I really have never really, huh. Sorry, um, going to, like, stop conversation dead, I think. Well, I think, like... Dario 2.0 was a good, would have been like a good Heil. Um, oh, um, I think, I think was Nathan, little, Nathan uh, Fillion would be, a, would be a decent Heil. Actually, a lot of people have actually cast Dar, Dar, fan cast Dario 2.0, it looks like. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of these men are too pretty. I mean, yeah. my God, somebody has Errol Flynn, and no. <laughs> Flynn was hot as hell and handsome as hell. He's not well, hot. Also, he's like a he's pretty flamboyant. Like to me, when you read descriptions of like what Jamie's actually yeah. wearing when they like talk about his wardrobe, that's more he else. Like he's pretty flamboyant. And I mean, I, I think yeah, I'm looking at and now I'm looking at pictures yeah, like, of women I under mean, Heil Hunt. So this does me no good. But you know, like a um. I cannot think of his name. Like Humphrey Bogart is sort of like that, like not hot but hot. <laughs> I think if you're Bogey gonna go has, like truly old school. <laughs> I think Bogey has way too much personality. I think we're looking at like a second lead kind of guy. It's gonna like be the somebody best friend. Yeah, yeah, or like somebody and... like oh god, George Brent is totally not the right guy for Hyle Hunt. But we're looking at that, you know, somebody who. Today, I can't think of, like, like in the old days, you'd see these people on, um, in the movies, and they'd be, you know, you, they're in everything. They were stars, well, like and yet a char- you don't Like really a character actor, them. like they had a character to their, like, they kind of, like, you know what I mean? They had more distinctive look to their face. I could kind of pick, not oh, somebody like, running the middle. Um, yeah. Is Jake Gyllenhaal too good looking? Uh, I, I think so, but I don't know. I think like Greg Kinnear kind of level guy. Oh, Greg Kinnear or Bill Pullman esque type of guy. Uh, yeah, but like, but more assholey. Yeah, but I think like these are the guys. They almost never get leads. They're usually playing. Yeah, I can see they don't get the girl. Lead, or occasionally, if they get a lead, it's not a film that does really well. You know who they are, but they're not necessarily like, oh, my God, it's so-and-so. You know who but, we're talking about, ironically <laughs> enough? <laughs> Nicolette Costa-Walter. Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes like, the best friend or, like, villain number two. Or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
And, you know, he's not as pretty as Jamie, so actually maybe he's yeah. Hile. There we go. Our Hile he's too tall, Nicholas though. Foster he's too tall. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He's too tall. <laughs> now I'm picturing, like, oh, God. Um, you know, like, um, in the old days when... Um, Elizabeth Montgomery played both Samantha and her twin sister yeah, like, cousin Sabrina. I'm like picturing Nicolai Kostromal's house is Jamie and I would love it if you I'd love that if they would have had Hyle in the show. You know, it's kind of like stupid over a little. You know what's hilarious? Because I'm Googling like rugged actors and Nikolai Coster Walters coming up in that group, but all these like random, like people that I don't necessarily <clears throat> think are rugged are coming up and Gyllenhaal's in there. But I was looking for people. <laughs> oh my God, Grizzly Adams. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or like Jeremiah Johnson era Robert Redford. Oh, well, maybe. Like, huh. Too well, wild. Yeah. Yeah. I just picture somebody a little scruffy. Maybe scruffy actor is a better word. Scruffy. Yeah, like scruffy and scrappy. Yeah, and... that's a little scrappy might be a better. Scrappy, they're going to be short, though. Well, he <laughs> is. I mean, guys, no. I scrappy. Put, I put scruffy short. actor and Kit Harrington showed up first. Like, the first <laughs> Talk about short. Yeah. I mean, Hyle well, I think be short, got three short. On him. Scruffy is like something else. I don't know. I'm not seeing a lot of people that really fit. Like, what the heck what is the that all about? Like How about the guy who plays Bucky Barnes? What is his name? Um, Ooh, oh, Sebastian is good. I might wait. What's his name? Bucky Barnes guy? What the hell is his name? Yeah, he I thought like Judd like a... Nelson. Not now. Judd Nelson now is way too old. But, you know, back in the day, he would have worked. And Hyle has a certain rebellion yeah. that, like, Judd Nelson putting his fist in Judd the sky Nelson. at the Breakfast Club oh. is kind of like Hyle to Tarly moment. Huh. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't think time mattered. Like, just if you could fan cast. Yeah, yeah, as long as you find a young picture of them. Okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when we think about Heil, you know, one of the big questions is, you know, do you think that he's actually attracted to Brienne now? Or how would you describe his feelings towards her now? I definitely think that like you were talking about earlier how he like kind of was trying to woo Brienne like that's because that's stuff he knew already he knows how to do that kind of stuff I think he we see him in this weird light where he like did this bad thing and so we kind of already want to put something against him but if like that wasn't the first time we met him and we met him later on in the store and he comes and he wants to help Brienne I think we'd see him in a different light and maybe he does like Brienne and like after spending so much time with him um, she can, or sorry, other way around. After he spent so much time with her, he can like respect her more as a person and not just like, you know, that freakish woman. So given time, I definitely think he would like love her. Like if he proposed to get married, I think he believes that someday that they would care about each other if they tried. You know, I think it's very well, pra- since- practical. Oh, about go ahead. No, just like more like a practical view of it that he I don't see him as one as like romantically falling in love but I think he could be good friends with her I think that's how he views it like you know he'd be decent he'd be good friends but I don't see him being like you know ever getting head over heels or since we already referenced the 1980s and Judd Nelson I think he's the you know the guy who's horrible to the girl and then um you know, starts to care for her and, you know, but by that point she's fallen in love with the nerd or whatever, you know, I mean, I think, I think there's, I honestly am starting to think that, that George watched a whole bunch of 1980s coming of age movies (laughs) and got a lot of his inspiration for a lot of these things from them. But I I mean, I think he does care for her, but I don't think he's ever going to be the hearts and flowers kind of guy. No, I don't. If you and like I, listen to him when he comes back from um, was it Maidenpool and he they had he um, talks to uh, uh, Tarly, he is downright enamored with her. Like the language he uses, he, I think he is hmm. kind of getting into her. I, I would judge it by that passage. I mean, and he gives her full credit for you know he gives her full credit for killing you know killing those guy the brave companions and you know he basically i mean he basically quits his job essentially 
And I mean, I I know like we hear, well, you know, Tarth is a great prize. He's going after Tarth, but I mean, that's one hell of a long shot. Yeah. Like he quits his job because, I mean, I think yeah, he's going to take a shot at that, but he's going to take a shot at that. I think because like he likes her. I mean, I don't know that he's physically attracted to her. Like, I don't think that he's going to pretend to be. But I think, like, he's kind of in love with her. I think he, I don't think he realizes he's attracted to, I mean, I think it's, like I said, I think it's one of those things where, like, he was, like, part of the the gang that was harassing her and being awful to her, but he's come to realize that, or maybe not realize, but he definitely has, and it's complicated kind of set of feelings for her. It's not just about that Island. It's about, I think lots, right. Well, and I think if you look at the people who actually get to know Brienne and we know that Heil must have, because he spent a lot of time with her, during the whole, you know, during that whole bet, like he obviously spent pretty significant time with her, yeah. and you know, we see Cat, you know, Cat kind of seeing her value. Pod obviously sees her value. Jamie sees her value. Um, you know, any of these characters that spend any time with her right. kind of come to see her value. And I mean, frankly, other than Jamie and Pod and her own family at this point. Well, maybe Kat. I mean, but Hyle's like right up there in the characters that probably know her the best. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to the other side of that, you know, how do you, how does Brienne feel about him? <laughs> I think he's a pale imitation of Jamie, if she even thinks of him in that way. I don't think she could ever. I think he totally screwed the pooch with yeah. her because once she found out he was, you know, involved in that betting, she's not even going to give him a, a chance, a second look. I don't think she could. I think it's too, like, she'd never be able to trust him. But, I mean, I think she is grudgingly starting to realize that maybe he's not, I mean, that he has value as a person, but I, there's no way. She's never, I don't see it as a viable relationship. Do you think that she's attracted to him at all? I don't think she's unattracted to him. (laughs) (laughs) One way to put it. (laughs) I don't think she's attracted to him. I Um, think she considers the idea just because. I think she does too. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, does considering mean you're attracted to someone? I mean, you could consider like, she's like. I think I she's attracted to him, and I think she, like, fucking hates it. <laughs> I think that she kind of is. <laughs> Just a little bit on the inside. <laughs> um, you know, I there's, there's interesting commentary on the Twitters and the Tumblers about Heil and... You know, he's just a dude bro, and, you know, he's this dude bro archetype, and he's, like, the worst person in Westeros, blah, 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 blah. I might be biasing <laughs> <laughs> like that, but, um, you know, I think there, you know, I wanted to get into maybe how we, how each of you feel about Heil, because I think, you know, it's one thing for us to say, you know, what he did to Brienne was horrible, and, you know, she certainly has no obligation to forgive him for it. And I, and I don't think that's the point George is making. Like that, that's not the point of it. But, um, you know, while Brienne might not forgive him for what he's done to her, you know, how do you feel about Hyle? You know, I like him. I, I like him. I like him because he's funny. <laughs> There's like a few choice moments that he has that genuinely made me like chuckle out loud. Um, I think he's a bit of an opportunist. I think he's, I think I said it before, he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> he's always looking at an angle. Yeah, he was going to plant the hemp because he saw the people get <laughs> People are in need of rope and yep. corner hey. that market. <laughs> he I feel like he's a really good secondary. What was that, Tina? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I just think he's like a good secondary. Like, if it was like the end of the story and for some reason Jamie had died and like Brienne's still around and she's kind of just like, hey, I'm at the crossroad inn again. Oh, look, it's my buddy Heil. And they like meet up and they're like, 
oh hey a familiar face and then like like th- like you were saying like they'd be friends and like maybe not like fall in love and but they'd be like you know what we respect each other like but if that would be like if jamie's not around like he's who i wanted to be with number one but if he's not around and i had to pick a secondary i think kyle's pretty funny and he could be a good guy if he tried I you think know, what, oh, I always like Judd Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like a poignancy to Heil talking about, you know, how some of these guys that were part of the bet, what happened to them at the Blackwater. And you think of, you know, when you think of Brienne talking to Kat about, you know, the, the um, basically the boys of summer, you know, the soldiers, friendly soldiers, like that's Heil. That's, you know, Heil was the guy at the, you know, Kyle's the guy at the beginning of Septon Maribald's story. And, you know, then they have really their first, their first battle at Blackwater. And, you know, some of those guys died. Some of them are badly injured. And I think for Heil a bit, maybe that makes him a little bit more serious or a little bit more, um, a little bit more thoughtful even. And I think it does significantly change him. You know, he, he's really somber when he when he talks about well, it that. Like and he's, it's he's matured some. I mean right, I think yeah. like, with well, the whole bet and everything, it kind of they seem like your average kind of either college guys or high school guys who are kind of douchey and kind of want, you know, maybe they might not be outright bullies, but they go along with things because they're insecure and they want to be cool, you know, that kind of shit. And, um, and it's yeah. funny to them in the moment, and they're all egging each other on, and even if you have regrets, yeah. you're well, too, I mean, you're, you're, like you said, too insecure yeah. not to do so, I'm not so saying not it wasn't like, horrible, yeah, yeah. but... It's like, it's like one of those things where it's not super horrible, but it's also, it's not you know, it's kind of like, well, you're not the greatest person, but yeah. you're not the worst. But right? I mean, People I have think done worse things in these yeah. books. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, God! I mean, in comparison to half yeah. the characters, he's a prince. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's worth stating too that you know, in the bet, I mean, does anyone think that Heil was just out to like have sex with her? Like Heil was out to marry her. You know, he's not just coming up. He's not. Yeah, but I mean, this, I mean, like, I don't think we should idealize plan. that. I mean, that was for oh, money. No, that was not, at that point was for money. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, I think he didn't want to marry her for, to, for her yeah, benefit. I mean, he's <laughs> aiming to get. He's aiming to have her to win her. Yeah, yeah, but bet. he wants all that. I mean, I, think I still he think he wants money. What <laughs> happened? And I think, he, like you're talking about, his life experiences have been such that he has matured. He has grown up a little bit. And he does, I mean, in looking back, probably if he had it to do over, would have done things differently. Okay, so, and you, I mean, so do who you... among us can't say, I mean, we're all, we all have things we regret and all have, I mean, I've never did anything like this, but, you know. <laughs> well, here's a good question. I made a lot of mistakes and <laughs> I'm sure think, everyone else has. Do you think if he had the choice, if he had the choice between a really hot chick who had a lot of money and Brienne, I still think that he'd pick the really hot chick. I still think oh, that ultimately he'd be yeah. about the money. I think that, oh, like, no, I don't he'd think be he satisfied would, with I, I think he would, too. But I'm saying, like, if you're looking at, I, I get the sense, like, he looks back, I mean, at what he did to her. And I think he legitimately, genuinely regrets the life choices he's made. And I think some of his experiences have caused him to grow up. Now, is yeah, he yeah. a sterling character? No. Would he, given the choice between someone really hot with a lot of money and Brienne with a lot of money, pick the hot chick? Yes. I'm not saying he's perfect or that he's even admirable, but I don't think... I've seen so much fan commentary that, I mean, you'd think Hitler was a better guy when these people get done with him. <laughs> I must have missed all that stuff, but yeah, I mean, I bet there's vitriol about him, but yeah, I mean, I just think that there's, I think there's like a happy medium. I guess that's how I feel I about think, him. I feel yeah, like in and between. I, I don't feel like super put him on a pedestal, but I don't right. feel like he's okay. He's like an I okay think guy. a lot of the fandom <laughs> reaction is a, it's a misreaction, frankly, because I feel like they're arguing against the concept that 
Oh, Brienne should just forgive Hyle because he's a nice he's a nice guy. No, but then he should, not, she should that hate anyone saying Jamie. Isn't it funny that like the same? Yeah. I wonder if it's the same people saying that Jamie's not good enough for her. You know, it's like are you saying two different things, or, or they think no and, one? You know, no right? And, and I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think any of us are saying Brienne should forgive Hyle or ignore what he did. I think we're saying like as readers, you know. He didn't do anything to us. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. As readers, we can enjoy, you know, yeah. we can enjoy the character. Yeah, I but, enjoy you know, him. I just don't, I just right. don't think he's, you know. But, yeah, you know. I mean, there's no, you know, Brienne has no obligation to Hyle other than, right. you know, other than I think, you know, there, and we can get into a little bit of Hyle's purpose in her story. But, you know, if we think of a lot of Brienne's story about understanding, like, the gray in, the, in you know, the world of black and white that she, you know, she kind of thought that existed. I mean, Hyle's certainly that, too. I mean, he's someone mm-hmm. that was horrible to her, but, you know, she's seeing other sides to him. She's understanding that, yeah. you know, yeah, he's not, you know, just, um, you know, he's not a terrible person. Yeah, I was thinking he's a, that you know, a great person. Earlier that she's so black and white about things, it's it's you know, it is a good eye opener for him, for her that like say just because he's you know, he may have done some shitty things in the past but doesn't mean he's a horrible person to his core. You know, and she kinda has to open her eyes to that. <laughs> and and he we gotta, you know, he won't oh, go be ahead. a horrible I don't at the end of the day, he I'd agree, he wouldn't be a horrible choice to marry. I don't think if that was compared to all her other options, oh my god, he would have mm-hmm. been like you know, I mean, compared to Red Ronnet, I mean, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, you know, the old dude that wanted yeah. her, you know, to lock her up, basically, or, you know, the dead guy. So, I mean, yeah, among yeah. four of them, he's a clear number. Yeah, Ohio's looking yeah. pretty good on paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got an interesting Twitter comment, or a comment from one of our Twitter followers, um, Terrible Existence, and they kind of get into, you know, what is Hyle supposed to represent in Brienne's arc? And I thought they had some good, um, some good points that we haven't necessarily got into. And, you know, one was, um, it's a chance at a metaphorical and literal crossroads to settle and back, to settle back and out in all aspects from love with Jamie to getting slotted in the misshapen hole society wants to peg her in before her climatic and scarring battle against the brave companions. Um, which I thought, you know, was you know was interesting because Brienne, me, you know, Brienne gets to these. There's like numerous crossroads. I feel like in her feast story, and you know, she always kind of, you know, she's she's choosing all of the ones that get her to that horrible last chapter. Um, and you know, it seems like all the other ways are are home, are back to Tarth, are back to, you know the life that she didn't think was possible and Heil certainly is maybe like maybe Heil is like the last step or the last choice because hmm. I think one of the last things he talks about is yeah. um, you know isn't it leaving her door open yeah. and that's you know is you know maybe that is it maybe that was like her last chance at hmm. um, this traditional life yeah, it's, that's mm-hmm and then, you know, another another one that they said was maybe his purpose is to show that Brienne just doesn't fall for any man um, or to drive in that she has to type <laughs> that Hyle has to of um, before, you know, before we see them together. Because, you know, I think there's also the idea that Hyle is, you know, Jamie Light. Yeah. Yeah, definitely is. And then, you know, other people, you know, is he just a one note douchebag stand in? <laughs> Like, I mean, part of, yeah, kind of, you know, just so she has someone to talk to, I think, beyond, you know, a nine-year-old boy. But um, I think, you know, there's obviously there's there's a lot of reasons, you know, there's a lot of reasons Hiles in the story. I mean, if he if he didn't have like his own character, his own purpose, maybe, I mean, she could just have Ilan Payne who doesn't say anything back. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which would really be dull between the two of them. Um, yeah, see those people that complain about her chapters. It could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I read that stuff and it's like, really, are you reading her chapters or did you read a summary of her chapter? Because, you know, Hyle's fucking hilarious mm-hmm. and Brienne's kind of funny. Like, mm-hmm. there's some funny, there's some funny shit in her chapters and just, you know, beyond like 
the you know the sense of doom approaching i mean there's and like the mystery like i'm sorry her chapters are good and all of you who don't think so are wrong yep um, they are you're right about that <laughs> he makes that funny comment about what is the horse's name is it something about, they were talking about driftwood is that the horse's name i forget and the, there was a horse and the really like violently angry horse and they yelled at him and they're on the quiet oh, oh, aisle. He makes this hilarious. To, yeah, he makes a comment about like stranger. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's stranger. And they were talking about how the other things were floating down the stream. That's where I thought about driftwood. But um, yeah, he said if you if he came at me with shears, you know, what do you think I'd do? So you know, <laughs> kick the guy in the shin. But I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> he had some comedy relief. <laughs> you know, one of the questions I have on my list is, you know, what are your, what are your favorite Heil lines or moments? Uh, mine, hands down, is when they're going to hang them. <laughs> He's like, I'll do it. I'll kill Jamie Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Anyone else with a favorite Heil? I mean, I think like I like. Proposal just because it's so like terrible. It's so terrible it could almost work. It's kind of you know. Yeah, I think it's funny. Yeah, it's terrible, and there's little parts of it that are kind of sweet because you know it's like he thought enough, he thinks enough to pick up on. He's just pretty good. He's reading her pretty well, I think. He's picking up on subtle things and you know about her personality that I think is uh sort of sweet that comes across. I think he's tempting her with like the other side of, yeah, of yeah, you know, yeah. the coin of her life, if you will. And, like, not, and not a lot of people probably suggest, you know, not all the people probably like read her that way. So I'm sure that the fact that he's picking up on these things and, you know, and she's thinking about these things herself, she was thinking. Well, he you know, talks about her soft maiden's heart. You know, he, he knows what she's <laughs> like. It's kind of funny. Do you guys feel like maybe Heil knows her better than Jamie? <laughs> Good question. I mean, he's pretty perceptive. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty perceptive. I think he knows part of her better yeah. than Jamie. I mean, like, he's had... He knows, like, the girly side of her, and I don't well, know that Jamie's ever seen that. He's seen her, I mean, when she was younger and less guarded, and... I mean, but at the same time, I think there's stuff that Jamie knows about her or has seen in a way, or... Even if it's not facts, I mean, I don't think you it necessarily is, you know, conversations yeah. about what you did when you were 12 or whatever. But I think I think well, you I can mean, know somebody like intrinsically. And I think Jamie maybe has a better has oops. done that, has more knowledge of her in that way. I feel like. Kyle knows the feminine side of Brienne. Like he sees her with Pod, and I mean she's basically Pod's mom at this point. You know he he just he's seen her when you know he was essentially courting her, and you know I don't know has Jamie Jamie's never seen like the most feminine well, side of Brienne. I feel like he's seen as Ben. She you took know, pretty good care of him in those. That's baths. true. That was well, and you know motherly. on the horse and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like some of the things that I always think, well, God, Jamie's going to be like just shocked because he doesn't know like these things. You know, he doesn't know like this girlish side of Brienne. And, you know, Heil actually does. It's kind of weird. I I really want them both to have like survived the whole thing. I I mean, because I want them to interact. (laughs) And I think it would be hysterical. I need them to interact. I need that. Describe in detail what you, how you would like this, or how this is going to go. Do it in voices and in character. Okay, here we go. Yes. (laughs) It just, it has to be snark. There has to be like little hints of jealousy from both. Little competitiveness. I'm right. Dick measuring. Dick measuring. I don't know. Well, I mean metaphorical dick measuring. I don't necessarily mean literal. And I know Jamie would Martin mention Wright's, the, height, the but... height difference. He would mention that being even worse. I mean, is there a hundred percent chance that Jamie calls him Kyle Cunt? I mean, <laughs> yes, there's a hundred percent chance of that. That would be great. <laughs> and I mean, I think Kyle will get in some like sister fucking references. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Jamie's got to be in like the whole one-handed business, and yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's so much material. And his curls and, oh, God, everything. Oh, my God, he'd go off. 
<laughs> waves. Well, and I think too. Um, I mean, and could you imagine the uh, another great part of that would be like Brian's reaction to it all? Like, oh, she just would have that. no idea. <laughs> I think a lot of it would go totally over her head. Which would be fun to read. Yeah, it would. <laughs> uh. But I think from Hyle, I mean, I would expect Hyle to have some genuine anger at Jamie because, you know, Jamie, you know, Jamie is the one that gave her this quest. And I think Jamie and Brienne and the reader all realize why why he did this and why this was significant. But, you know, from Hyle's perspective, he sees Jamie sending her off in, you know, sending her with like a nine year old kid. To be honest, I'm mad at Jamie for sending her yeah. off alone yeah. in the into this situation, and you know, look, and then seeing what happens to them, um, you know, when, what happens to Hyle himself. Like, I think there could be, you know, a lot of like very genuine anger between them. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would expect if they both make it out at some point, they kind of settle into you know part of the team more or less. But you know, yeah, there, it would be. It'd be fun, George, if you're if you're listening and, and you're writing. If you're listening, yeah. sorry for like really a lot of shit. Yeah, just ignore all the other stuff we said. Just listen to this bit. I yeah, am a hundred percent confident that George R. R. Martin does not listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Why not? Uh, Why not? <laughs> it's free. <laughs> um I'm not saying yeah. he shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't think he does. Do you guys think Kyle is going to make it out of the Stoneheart confrontation alive? <sighs> I mean, I wouldn't. As long as Pod does, I'm willing to live with dead Kyle. But um, I don't know. I prefer Pod die over Kyle. Wow. Oh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Go stand in the corner. Well, who's more interesting and fun to read? Pod is awesome. What? That's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. Poor Pod Rank. <sighs> I guess, I mean, wouldn't Pod, uh, story-wise, and think the way George Martin writes, I think Pod dying would kind of give more, like, the pathos of, like, oh. <sighs> Devin would understand. <laughs> I'm not saying I want him to die, but I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to put myself in George's face. <laughs> had to pick one or the other. Who would you pick? Not saying you want Pod to die, but I mean, it all depends if George wanted that. If he wanted that kind of like three-person kind of tension, or did he just want Heil to sort of be the person to bounce off of Brienne and like, you know, give her those options and that type right. of thing? Is and was purpose, that enough? Was that enough? Is or did he want... done? Yeah. Well, but here's the thing that, you know, I, I wasn't really thinking about it so much, but, you know, Heil has a... Why does Heil have a connection to House Tarly? Like, why does that exist? And is is that going to... And, you know, hmm. to Sam specifically... Oh. And, you know, was that done to give the reader some sympathy for Hyle, like some immediate sympathy for Hyle because we like Sam? Or was the connection made because yeah, that's there's, it's important to ha- for them to have that connection later in the story? Well, there's also the whole thing with Maiden Pool, right? And him interacting with Tarly there. And then mm-hmm. I, I think it's just as likely it was done not for any like intrinsic deep meaning, but for us to get a sense that Hyle is not all bad. Mm-hmm. Sort of no, why, why is the Tarly why, why, why weave that in is I think because there yeah. are a zillion houses and he needed one that was convenient and we all like oh, Sam yeah. as opposed to some random dude who we've never heard of before I mean that is entirely possible as like you know a writer's kind of thing like some random character we've never heard of before or 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 Sam. Because that's who, revealed in the same book, correct? In Z- Sam's chapter in his, his Feast? Yeah. Okay, so yep. he would have thought, thought of this all at once. We need, he needs to be around. I mean, like, we've already, we've established that high, I mean, Randall Tarley is the one who broke up the whole, you know, who gets to deflower her first kind of thing. So uh-huh. Tarley and um, Heil are already, like, in the same kind of connection. So I'm guessing that's what it's for. That's just me. Makes sense. I could be totally wrong. I often am. <laughs> um, what are your guys' most disappointing things about Hyle? Like, I, I kind of figured that we all are going to come out fairly pro Hyle, but are there some things about him that really disappoint you? 
don't have that kind of, um, I think I didn't have that many expectations. So no. Hmm. So, (laughs) you know, I, in my mind, I've always kind of thought that in the, when, um, when the bloody mummers attack, attack the inn and, you know, the Jane and Willow or just Willow, I think at that point when they attack in my mind, I always pictured Hyle as part of that battle, but he's not. Like, that's kind of, like, the disappointing thing to me is there's, like, a ruckus, obviously, and we don't – the only person that we know of that joins that battle is Gendry. So I don't know if it's just, you know, it was raining yeah. and everyone's in the inn and they didn't hear anything or if it's that he held back. And does he think about his – because then it would tell me, is he ultimately concerned about his own skin above all else? Like, would he – you know, he was, willing character. To, he was willing to throw Jamie under the bus. Would he equally have been willing to throw Brienne under the bus if he had well, the I don't option? Well, for Jamie. Well, but I mean, if he had the option, if they said, for whatever reason, if it was yeah. a choice between him and Brienne, what's he going to do? You know, with the bloody mm. mummers. At yeah, the end of the I mean, day, I think Kyle is out for Kyle. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, you know, who, who among us, I mean, like a slightly who nice among us wouldn't choose ourselves <laughs> first, you know? I mean, Brienne, Brienne doesn't, but I mean, yeah. she's, if it was, well, hey, we're going to kill Kyle or, you know, kill Kyle, if it's between Kyle and Jamie, yeah. I think she chooses Jamie. Yeah. I mean, they kind of gave her the one choice of because you know she's always going to choose Jamie above herself because she's yeah, in love yeah, with she's him. Not going to choose herself. But well, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's a true Pod, knight. She's, Pod is a true yeah. knight. Just got to get that in there. Whereas Hyle, I mean, he's just yeah. he's got the title of knight, but he's not necessarily the ideal thing. Is really not part well, of his. He's a hustler. And actually, <laughs> well, right. I mean, what if we, you know, if we bring it back to, um, you know, if we bring it back to Duncan Egg and the Mystery Knight, and you think about like. Um, those hedge knights that Duncan Egg yeah. meet hanging out. And there's, who's my guy? Glendon Ball, who's kind of like, yeah, I'd be part of your rebellion, but, you know, you fuck me over. And, you know, I can't lose on purpose. You know, I'm not going to lose on purpose, blah, blah, blah. I feel like Hiles like the hedge knights that Brianna or that Duncan Egg meet up with in the mystery night. Yeah. 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 Um, does anyone have a favorite Hile quote? Oh, I have one. <laughs> Um, so this is the one where Hyle says, and all lips are made for kissing. Leave your chamber door unbarred tonight, and I will steal into your bed and prove the truth of what I say. And I think it's really funny, like, how much do you think Brienne really thought about that? Like, she, of course she said no right away, like, no. But, like, after the fact, how much do you think she thought about it? Like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like. Like, maybe not necessarily that she wants to be with them, but the aspect of, like, being able to be with someone would probably be a little tempting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally, I totally agree. I think, you know, he rep- he's also, I mean, isn't he kind of also representing, like, sexuality for her? Like, just, you know, he's he's good to go. I mean, <laughs> like, whatever we say about Heil. So, do you guys think Heil is good in bed? Hmm. Uh... I feel like he's probably more experienced than Jamie. Yeah, I. you know, I'm going to bet that he's probably good in the sack, even if he is kind of a bastard, but I, whether or not he's better than Jamie, I don't know. I mean, Jamie only ever had Cersei and God knows what that was like. So, right. I'm sure that <laughs> our I'm sure Jamie's not that. Moment. I mean, per George, he'll be good, but realistically, Jamie should not be that good and bad. Whereas Hyle probably should be because also he's like, not that attractive. You know, he's like, okay looking so he has to he can't you know and he's not he rich. can't rest Something. on his yeah, yeah he's got he might fall try back so on. He's gotta try I, I don't know i think jamie's had a lot of experience it's just been with one person and doesn't i don't think that's equatable to skill no but I, as somebody I guess who's been in a very long marriage <laughs> no I'm not, I'm not saying necessarily that you have to have slept with the entire army to be good in bed i'm just saying like well, actually, someone else made the point. Hyle is not, I mean, he's hes no oil painting. He's attractive, but not, you know, incredibly handsome. He doesn't have, he's not coming from some huge family with all this money. He can't just be himself and people are just going to fall on him. I, I think he's got to work for it. You know, I feel like almost every POV has, like, a Heil type of character. You know, Asha, this POV that we just got through, you know, mm-hmm. it's obviously Justin Massey is the Heil hunt of, of her. You know, for Tyrion, <laughs> it was Bronn for a long time. 
That's true. Um, <laughs> he's he's totally like Southern Justin. <laughs> he's a lighter, and, um, gentler brawn. He seems similar to that. Yeah, I mean, Tyrion had brawn, you know. Um, Cat really, Cat's chapters are so dark, there was no room for comic relief. But, you know, <laughs> Cersei has Tina oh, Merriweather. Oh, yeah, yeah, she does. That's true. That's a good point. What was that? <laughs> Jamie was the Heil Hunt of Cat's chapter. That's true. Jamie, is, Jamie was the Heil Hunt of some of Cat's chapters. Well, and I think Stannis, frankly, was the, oh, the Heil Hunt of some of Cat's chapters as well. Oh and, like, Walder Frey was. Like, there's a, you know, a oh, series of, of you know, <laughs> sketchy characters throughout throughout her POV. <laughs> and, you know, Danny, Danny kind of, you know, I mean, I kind of feel like Eerie and Jeekyar... She doesn't really have a Hile Hunt. She has Eerie and Jeeky, though, that are They're sort of... They're not Hile Hunt, though. They're, like... They're a no. little saucy, but that's about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, saucy. No, I think that's it. That's what's wrong with Danny. Is she lacks a Hile Hunt. <laughs> we figured <laughs> it out. Definitely. There's no... There's Even no... John has a Hile Hunt of, in Stannis. I mean, Stannis is... Well, he's got... He's got Ed, and then he has Ed. Ed. Yes, Ed. Ed. Who I would yeah, say. no, that's that's what's wrong with Danny. Oh, damn it! I All this time, I've tried to her. figure out why I can't stand her, and it's because she doesn't have a high on. No laughs. laughs. No laughs there. But yeah, I mean, he kind of gives straight. us these. He, George gives us these character, these secondary kind of colorful characters. You know, Sansa doesn't really have one either, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, she does now. Now she's got Miranda Royce. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> she's like, oh, I have, like, the interesting secondary character. Oh, man. You're nothing without your secondary character. He well, I mean, I, I think that's probably pretty fair, right? Like, He's all about sidekicks. Um, yeah. Yeah, they all have their, you know, they kind of all have their sidekicks. And Hyle's probably, you know, one of the, you know, one of the better ones. Um, oh, definitely. <laughs> Anyone else have any have any last words or any last comments about Heil? Hi, anyone want to join my Heil Hunt defense fund or you know with me? <laughs> if you'd like to defend Heil Hunt, consider um, supporting us on Patreon. <laughs> if we're Heil Hunt apologists, <laughs> I mean, I you know, there's not a. For as little as we know about him, I feel like he's one of those characters, and again, George is really good at this, he's one of those characters that we don't necessarily know a lot about him on paper, but you just recognize, like, you know, everyone you've ever known in him. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, he lifts off the paper, and he's, he's he's even if we don't know a hell of a lot about him, he's got life to him, he's got yeah. dimension. There are other yeah. characters that I'm like, uh, you know, someone mentioned someone and I'm like, who's that now? You know, I, he's got that. I was actually, I'm like just reading over that little passage that I cited as my favorite Hyle line. And it's not even a line in the book. Oh, <laughs> it's, they just, um, she talks yeah. about him. Yeah. That he, she, she just overhears him she shouting it, yeah. that he'll kill Jamie Lannister. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, you know, it's such a point. It's kind of. We have that, which is kind of funny, but also, like, he really does mean it. But right before that is when he tells her, you know, or either right before or after he tells her, oh, he sh- you know, she should have accepted his proposal now. You know, he's going to die a poor man and she's going to die a maid. And, you know, they, you know, they think they're going to, you know, they're pretty damn sure they're going to die at this point, And there's no, you know, there's no time for falsehoods. And, like, that's who he really, you know, that's what he is. Yeah. He, you know, like he want it's he wanted that he was gonna be a decent enough husband, and you know it's you know yeah. he's ruining it. You know he's not blaming. I mean, think about like all of the people that would blame Brienne for his predicament here, and he's you know he never does that for a second. And he's you know they beat the shit out of him. Like he went through a fucking lot for yeah yeah for her. You know, not that he necessarily had a choice with the with the Brotherhood without banners, but you know at that point, but. Yeah, I mean, he's really certainly suffered a lot. Heil. <laughs> any any chance Heil, you know, what's what's our odds on Heil making it to the end? Mm, I'd say low. Yeah, 30, 70. Yeah. I mean, Grim. I think yeah, if he yeah. escapes the Stoneheart thing, his odds go up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'd still say low overall, which is a shame, but... 
Will we see White Heil? Oh, they could do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gosh. Oh my gosh. There are a lot of characters I, I wouldn't mind see, yeah. seeing as as whites that could be. Oh, kind of- that seems like a really good question that some or a really good category someone should write in for our five um, our five answers show is the five characters that we would most want to see as as whites. So. <laughs> Just gonna plug that. And I'll um, save my thoughts on that subject. <laughs> yeah, save it. Save it for next week. Um, do we have any mail? Uh, I think Kama, you're on it tonight. I am, and we do. Um, I did want to um, thank Terrible Existence, who, in addition to messaging us on Tumblr, also um, sent us a Gmail. We addressed most of what she, or I don't know what they said, but I, yeah. I did want to read the postscript, which is. Actually, I want to read two things. Um, First of all, uh, they write, Glad you're making a Heil episode. I'd like to believe I was part of the trend that leads towards this. And I'd also like to think of this as a sign (laughs) of how starved for content we are from George R. R. Martin. (laughs) Um, And I think we addressed the questions, but um, the postscript was kind of great, which was, although we did mention this, but P.S., if it isn't mentioned in the podcast, just a reminder that the last time Heil went to visit his daughter, the mother threw scalding water at him. It came up. <laughs> um, we also got a uh, Gmail from Lemony, who says, Hello, lovelies. Um, thanks for addressing my long-ass question a few weeks ago. Uh, I enjoyed listening through more of your old casts. You asked about my username. Uh, I do enjoy a series of unfortunate events, but I was thinking, mostly thinking of Lemony, Lemony, Lemon Cakes. Um, I'm still obsessing about winds of winter speculation, feeling fortunate. I've not been waiting for it as long as less new readers. Just a little thought. I might well be talking nonsense, but hearing you speculate that Jamie and Brienne might head to the veil once they've somehow given Stoneheart the slip. Then the following quote from earlier around the battle of Blackwater caught my attention. True knights. The queen seemed to find that wonderfully amusing. No doubt you're right. So why don't you just eat your broth like a good girl and wait for Simeon Star Eyes and Prince Aemon the Dragon Knight to come rescue you, sweetling? I'm sure it won't be very long now. And this is um, Lemony again. Mm -hmm. Could this foreshadow Brienne and Jaime heading for the Vale to to find Sansa? With her blue eyes and sapphire connections, Brienne could be represented by Sir Star Eyes, and parallels have been drawn between Jamie and Sir Dragon Knight, um, e.g. by History of Westeros. Is Aemon the one that we think is actually maybe the father of some of the kids? Like, he up with his sister? Maybe. I think. But, I yeah, I mean, there's that whole, you know, it's so it's so hard with Jamie because we feel like at some point he has to go to King's Landing or the Rock or somewhere just to like fetch Widow's Whale and to you know potentially kill Cersei if nothing else. So like how does he go to the how does he get to the Vale and everything and do all that too? But you know with this tournament going on, maybe you know I can kind of see Brienne heading there. But yeah, it's, um, and you know if they if they're in the quiet aisle then i think that brings the hound potentially in as well oh definitely um they go on to write um and i'm gonna cut some of this for length here because i'm one important possibility i missed out on my long list of things that could say from stoneheart was blood raven he has intervened before to keep brienne alive and the two of them working together so he obviously has a higher purpose for them i was thinking about how Jamie would have to go back to King's Landing before facing whatever exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. He and Brienne will eventually need to face together in order to have Widow's Whale. Um, <laughs> so I should have just kept reading. Uh, finally, on your cast, <laughs> I have heard thoughts about Jamie and Brienne marrying, literally, that they are, of course, symbolically already symbolically wet, perhaps being allowed to share accommodation on the Quiet Isle as a result. I never imagined the opportunity would be available to them, um, but it did give me thinking. At the moment, Jamie's status is missing. It's weeks since he left Pennytree, and Kevin advises Cersei that she ought to be prepared for the worst. 
how long does he need to have been missing for to be assumed dead and thus replaced in the king's guard and freed from his no-wifey vows? False claims that he has been killed could even be circulated, e.g., if the for example, if the Brotherhood have his gold hand, but I don't know if fake deaths have been overdone a bit in the series. Uh, but it would be another good parallel with John's story. So basically, they're making the connection between John and giving his vows and stuff. But I, I don't. This is me now. You know, Jamie has vows, but it's not quite the same as Jamie being married to somebody else. Right? I mean, it's not like Sansa who is married to Tyrion. Well, I mean, he could yeah. break his va- va- vows, yeah. and I mean, it's, like it's a really bad thing. Yeah, yeah but it's actually. not necessarily the same as like a legally binding. Right. Like, I, well, I, right. And I think, too, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, in the time, I mean, I think the whole concept of being declared dead is sort of maybe doesn't exist here just because. The, you know, there is no communicate. There is no like communication infrastructure. Like, it, it's somewhat reasonable for people to be missing for you know six months. Like, it, it's not like that strange as it would be now. Yeah. And I wonder too. You know, so I sort of feel I've always kind of felt I guess that you know Jamie being released from the Kingsguard is more of a consequence of there being a you know completely new regime, whether it's Danny or or, Danny or Egan, you know, like they're not going to have Jamie in their King's guard. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. So yeah, I might not, he might be like, fuck the King's guard or, you know, the King's guard be like, fuck Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably more likely. (laughs) We also had um, a comment on Podbean uh, from, uh, from someone, I'm not going to read your full username, but uh, Kate basically said, I've been listening to you ladies and occasional Jen for almost two years now. I am a student working an administrative job over the summer, and a second listen through your podcast has been getting me through some very repetitive work. Mm-hmm. You are also perceptive and intelligent, but I have to admit that Lot is my favorite. What? Did you hate your Lot? I want to know. Surprise, I sent mail. (laughs) I love the dark, horror-esque aspects of George R.R. Martin's world, too. Also, you have such a relaxing, meditative voice. You do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you do. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's a radio voice. You're trying really hard now. I am. <laughs> <laughs> this you? No, no. You, okay. Um, <laughs> she goes on to say, I'm not on Tumblr and had no idea what a ship was before this podcast and recently had to explain to my boyfriend what it meant. He's since been using the term a lot, most recently after watching an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which involves Buffy and Riley's budding relationship. And I guess he said, I do not ship them. (laughs) It's too bad Chicky isn't on this because she would have gotten that too. Um, I'm happy to say that he does ship Jamie and Brienne, so there will be no imminent breakup. Thank you so much for many hours of entertainment and also my reputation as the girl who frequently laughs to herself in my current workplace. Keep doing such a stand-up job. That's so nice. (laughs) Thank you. And we also have a five-star iTunes review from a user. It's always great. We love them. Uh, The user's name is Bart Sutra, and the title is Im, in uh, in parentheses, Pure Titillating Adventure. These ladies and occasional gents are an amazing fun listen, and even though the description of them sounding like a gaggle of 13-year-old cackling heads is somewhat true. I find it extremely amusing and enlightening. <laughs> Soothing <laughs> cackling 13-year-old girls. Thank you very much. <laughs> the spoilers abound and the ships get crazy, but the analysis is wonderfully insightful. Keep up the good work and never stop laughing or talking all at once because that just shows how excited and passionate you are about Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire Ladies. Your joy is contagious, and I love going on this ride with you. More horse metaphors. No! <laughs> that like, is our mail for the week. That's like uh, seriously old school. Yeah. yeah. Um, bringing back the horse. <laughs> well, if you would like to send us mail, you can reach us at closethedoorand at gmail.com. You can find us at Tumblr at Close the Door and Come Here. You can find us on Twitter at Door Podcast. 
Um, you can find us at, on Facebook, actually. We occasionally have people <laughs> on our Facebook page at Close the Door and Come Here. And if you um, would like to help us out with our Golden Crusted Microphones and Heil Hunt Defense Heil Fund, Hunt Defense. Yeah. <laughs> um, become our Patreon, and you'll receive special benefits like early episodes. Otherwise, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, anywhere else lot. You know this part way better than me. I think you got them all. Okay. Um, next week, we have kind of one of the last of our upcoming special episodes, and this one is titled Five Answers, and so we're looking for your ideas for categories that we could give you five answers for. So I think we talked about um, one of those tonight, but things like the five favorite castles or the... Am I on uh, that one? I hope I'm on that one. That one sounds like so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) You could always jump on. (laughs) Yeah, you could always jump on. Always going to look now. (laughs) Always have another one. Um, and then we also have an upcoming drunk cast we'll be recording in a couple weeks. Mm. And we will be starting to look for questions for our drunk cast because um, otherwise it'll just turn into, I don't even know, like chaos, basically. <laughs> but in a good way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're going to have to kick Devin off. No. <laughs> The more wow. the merrier. We could be the more the merrier. We, we need the, the occasional. Yeah, we need the occasional jet. Yeah. So apparently, breaking news: Lot is going to be in our our <laughs> answers podcast. So and now you um, have to be because we can't like people I know, up. Now you totally have. We need your, so- we need your soothing, soothing radio voice. Anything else, ladies? Uh, don't I don't know if anyone can hear like the, the haunted door. house door, which was That's perfect. Close it at the end. <laughs> because I'm <laughs> the door. Get out.